Welcome to Resonate with Trent Griffith, Senior Pastor of Harvest Bible Chapel in Granger, Indiana. So here's a question for you from Pastor Trent. Do you have a spiritual birthday? Do you know when it is? You don't have to know the day and the hour, maybe the way that you know your physical birthday, but you should be able to look at your life and say, I was going this way, and then the Holy Spirit started blowing me that way. That's repentance. I'm Aaron Paulus. You know, back in the 70s, Jimmy Carter referred to himself as a born-again Christian. And so many people assumed this was another kind of Christian, like some people are Christians and others are born-again Christians. Well, today we're going to take a closer look at what new birth means and how the Holy Spirit plays a part in our salvation. Pastor Trent is in the middle of a series titled Help. So if you're able, grab a copy of God's Word and follow along. Here's Pastor Trent. I want you to open your Bible to Titus chapter 3. And as we dive into the scripture this morning, I think we need to take a time out and just make sure that we understand before the Holy Spirit can do work through us, the Holy Spirit must do some work on us. And so we're going to learn a new word here this morning. The word is regeneration. I want you to see it here in Titus chapter 3, and would you read with me here in verse 5? He says this, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration by renewal of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that does the work in us necessary to save us. And the word that we're looking at this morning is the word regeneration. It's this idea that the Holy Spirit grants spiritual life to spiritually dead people. Let me ask you this. Do you remember when you were born? You remember that? You don't remember it. Well, then I have the right to challenge you as to whether or not you've actually been physically born. I mean, prove it. What, what proof would you offer to me that you are physically alive? Anybody? Anybody? You're taking up space. You're breathing air. You have a pulse. Most of you, even on Sunday morning, um, you've grown Some of you have reproduced. All of those are signs of physical life. Well, here's my question to you this morning. Have you had a spiritual birthday? Do you know that you are spiritually alive? Now, if the Holy Spirit answers my prayer, this morning there will be dozens of people who experience what this verse says this morning that you will experience the washing of regeneration, of renewal of the Holy Spirit. The reality for some of us is this. You are religious, but you've never been regenerated. 
you were born into a Christian family, but you've never been born again by the Spirit of God. Now, again, uh, we, we like to study the Scripture and find out what the Holy Spirit wants to do through us, but it is impossible to do a study on the Holy Spirit. You open your Bible and you find out the main thing the Holy Spirit does is saves us and keeps us saved. You may be thinking, well, I don't even really know if I need this message. Oh, yes, you do. Because the more you understand how dependent you are on the Holy Spirit for salvation, the more eruption of praise and the more allegiance to the Word of God we have in our hearts. We're going to look at five things the Holy Spirit does in us to secure our salvation. Here's the first thing. The Holy Spirit convicts me. The Holy Spirit convicts me. You've got your Bibles open to Titus chapter 3. Look back up here at uh, verse 3. Before we look at that, I'll remind you of a verse that we looked at last week in John chapter 16. Jesus said that as our helper, when the Holy Spirit comes, He, the Holy Spirit, will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. The Holy Spirit convicts me. What does he convict me of? Well, we find some of those things here in Titus chapter 3, beginning in verse 3. This is what it says. It says, For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others, and hating one another. Does that sound like your week? Was that the way that your week went? I mean, aren't you glad you came to church this morning? What a discouraging list. And yet, for every person that has experienced the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit, it all starts with the Holy Spirit convicting me that I am foolish. I am disobedient. I have been led astray. I am a slave to passions and pleasures. I am passing my days with malice and envy, and I feel hated by others, and I am certainly hating, every, I'm hating life. That is a work of the Holy Spirit to convince you of that. Now, some of you are too proud to admit that that list applies to you, and that means that you are the candidate for the Holy Spirit to erode that pride and bring you to the place of humility where you could actually admit even though you would like to be known as wise, you're actually very foolish. Let's look at that list. The Holy Spirit convicts me, and when he does, do you know what I feel? I feel foolish. That is an inside work that the Holy Spirit does to show me that my biggest problem is not that I am just a sinner, but I am fueled with foolishness on the inside that actually makes me attracted to things that are sin. In the Old Testament, in Psalm chapter 14, verse 1, we find the definition of a fool. This is what it says. The fool has said in his heart... There is no God. You know what a fool does? He lives his life as if there was no God. Now, there are people out there that proclaim to be atheists, and, and some of them are 
are quite bold these days in proclaiming atheism. The, the, the truth of the matter is the scripture says there's really no excuse for not believing in God. And deep in our hearts, we know there's a God. But a fool lives his life as if he will not be accountable to God. As if God is not seeing what's going on in his life. That is a fool. And when the Holy Spirit convicts you, you sense the conviction that I have lived my life as if there were no God. How many of you can look back at some regrets in your life and it's like, if I knew then what I know now, I never would have been so foolish. Am I the only one that would give a testimony in church and say, yeah, I've been a fool because I did those things. That is a generous work of the Holy Spirit to show you how foolish that you've been. And so we feel like we've been foolish. Secondly, we feel like we've been disobedient. That's what it says here in verse 3. Disobedient to the law of God. What laws of God? Well, we could start with the Ten Commandments. Anybody know what the first commandment is? You shall have no other gods before me. That's a problem because I regularly act like I'm God. God, I'm not going to obey your law. I've got better ideas. I'm going to obey my law. And we step outside of boundaries and we face the consequences. I don't know what you did yesterday. Um, so you know what I did all day long yesterday? I spent six hours in the yard digging a trench with a screwdriver. Because, you remember the dog last week? Remember Murray? Okay. Murray likes to go outside of his boundaries. But someone has invented this thing called an invisible fence. And if you bury this little wire in your yard and hook it up to electricity and put a shock collar on the dog, not only does it keep the dog in his boundaries, it provides great entertainment for the rest of the family. And so I was digging this thing and I, Scott was helping me and I was at one point saying, Scott, I think they ought to make one of these for children. You know, every time you're disrespectful to a teacher, or you don't obey your mom, you just kind of, you know, every time you attempt to step outside your boundary, it pulls you back in. Do you know what the Holy Spirit is? The Holy Spirit is an invisible fence for you. Every time you try to step outside the boundaries, every time you are disobedient to a holy God, for those of us who are regenerate, you know what happens? That's why some of you come to church and it's like, why is it so miserable in here? And it's like so heavy. He's always stepping on my toes. It's not me stepping on your toes. That is the Holy Spirit shocking your heart, saying you've been stepping out of bounds. You're disobedient. But until the Holy Spirit convicts you of that, you go play in the street and get run over by a car. You see, the reason that we have the invisible fence for Murray is because next door there's a dog named Zeke that's three times the size of Murray and will eat Murray. We do this for his own protection. And the Holy Spirit does this for your protection too. There's dangerous things out there that the Lord is trying to prevent you of. The Holy Spirit convicts me and I feel disobedient. I feel lost. The scripture says that we were led astray. I remember years ago when I was traveling with Life Action, waking up in a different city every week. And I remember we were in Brandon, Mississippi and woke up early one Saturday and I went for a jog. I just left my host home and just went for a jog. This was back before GPS. This was back before cell phones. After 30 minutes of jogging, right 
turn, right turn, left turn, left turn, right turn, right turn, left turn. I'm finished jogging. The only problem is I have no idea where I'm at. And I remember I'm lost. How do I get back home? And I just had to kind of figure something out. I finally was in total dependence on the help of somebody else. And I just looked at the houses available and I'm like, that looks like a nice house. I'm sure there's a nice person in there that will help me. And I went up there and I knocked on the door and it was my host home. The lady came up to the door and welcomed me home and I'm like, that was God. Just (laughs) totally lost. And yet somehow in mercy, he led me back home. And that's what the Holy Spirit does for those who are spiritually dead with no hope, lost, led astray. He gets you back home. That's the work of the Holy Spirit in convicting me. And he convicts me. I feel lost. I feel trapped. The scripture says we were slaves. Do you know what that means? You were owned by sin. You were shackled. You had a heavy taskmaster. And it is not until a redeemer comes and purchases you off the slave market and sets you free that you have any hope of knowing the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit. He says, we were slaved, we feel trapped, we feel envy. Do you see it? We were spending our days in malice and envy. You know what envy is? It's an inward sense that something's missing. And that person has it. And I want it. You ever felt that way? No matter how hard you try, no matter how much stuff you accumulate, you still live with the sense that something's missing. And I want it, whatever it is. That is a work of the Holy Spirit. And then finally he says, I feel hate and hated. I hate my life. I hate the people that have sinned against me. I don't have any category for processing how to forgive those people. And then I just feel hated. It's like, if God loved me, why would life be so difficult? And yet, the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit to convict me, convinces me that I am foolish, disobedient, lost, trapped, feeling envy, hated, and hateful. And it's at that moment that the Holy Spirit then begins to convict me, not only of my badness, but God's goodness. Look at this verse. This is the second thing that happens when the Holy Spirit's at work in my life. It says, but then, verse 4, but when the goodness and loving kindness of our God, our Savior, appeared... The word appeared is an incredibly powerful word. It means at one point, I couldn't see it. My eyes were closed. I was blind to it. And yet, because of a merciful act of the Holy Spirit, he's opened my eyes to the goodness and loving kindness of God. Now, I think we could probably all vote God good, God bad. I think we'd all probably give God a thumbs up on good but it is absolute goodness. It is complete moral perfection. It is perfect holiness. As a matter of fact, God is so good, 
why would he have anything to do with you? I'm completely separated from him because he is good, I am not. I'll never be good enough. But not only is he good, he's loving and kind, which means he shows love and kindness to people who aren't good. And it's the Holy Spirit that makes that appear to me. So first of all, he convicts me of my badness, then he convinces me of God's goodness, and then the Holy Spirit regenerates me. He regenerates me. We see it here in verse 5. It's the verse we've looked at. He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. So often, we think that the way to a relationship with God is to work in such a way that God would approve. You want to go to heaven? Got to work really hard. It's worth the work. Got to work. Got to go to church. Got to give some money. Be nice. Don't kick your dog. Be nice. And somehow that, that, that will kind of qualify you for heaven. It's not anywhere found in the Bible. As a matter of fact, the Bible says completely the opposite, that you are completely dependent upon a mercy of God to wash you. The way to heaven is not by working. The way to heaven is by washing. Another thing I did yesterday, Andrea said, um, I need you to get the rust stains off the house. Now, I just thought though that was part of the decoration of the house, but apparently our sprinklers in the front yard, they spray dirty water on the house and it kind of coats the house with this orange slimy, is this just my house or is this your house too? Does anybody have anything? I could come to your house and I, I, I have the secret. I found the solution. It's called oxalic acid. You spray that on there and I mean in 20 minutes, it's just gone. You don't have to scrub it. Now, what oxalic acid does for rust stains, the blood of Jesus does for sin stains. And when you realize you are stained with envy and hate and disobedience, you realize the only way that's coming off is not by working, it comes off by washing. The washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. The most obvious example in the Bible of someone who was regenerated was a guy named Nick Odemus. Nick Odemus, in John chapter 3, was having a conversation with Jesus. Now, it's interesting. It says Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, maybe because he didn't want all of his religious fathead friends to know he was actually talking to Jesus. Now, Nicodemus was one of the most religious guys around. I mean, in the house of God every week, on the staff, on the payroll, knew the Bible, taught the Bible, and one of the most religious guys on the scene, Jesus said this to him. He said, Nicodemus, truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless one is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter 
the kingdom of God. Want to go to heaven? Want to be a part of God's kingdom? Want to claim God as your king? The only way for that to happen is for you to have a spiritual birthday, to be born again. In the context here, when Jesus said that to him, Nicodemus kind of scratches his like, what do you mean? Like, how in the world can an old man go up in the mother's womb and be like, that's just gross. Like, what are you talking about? And Jesus went on to say this, you're not thinking spiritually, you're thinking physically. Jesus said this to him, that which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. So Jesus uses this word picture. We're all familiar with wind, right? I mean, I grew up in Oklahoma. We have an abundance of wind. We have tornado wind. And it's real obvious when the wind is blowing, and yet the, re the reality is you can't see it. And some people get hung up on this whole idea of spiritual forces and God is spirit. I don't think I can believe in a force I can't see. Do you believe in wind? How do you believe in wind? Why do you believe in wind? You see the effect of it, right? You see, you feel pressure on your face. You see the leaves move. Jesus says that's the way it is with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit blows, you see the effect. The question is, has the Holy Spirit so blown on your life that it has actually affected your life? He says, that which is born of flesh is flesh, that which is born of spirit is spirit. Some of you have come to church since nine months before you were born. You, you are here every Sunday. You went to vacation Bible school. You've got a head filled with Bible knowledge. You've prayed a prayer. You've signed a card. You've raised your hand. You've come forward an invitation. You've gone through the waters of baptistry. The question is this. Did you do all of that in the flesh? That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Do you have a spiritual birthday where the Holy Spirit has convicted you of sin, you've responded in faith and repentance, and because the Spirit has blown on your life, you're now moving in a different direction. Do you have a spiritual birthday? Do you know when it is? You don't have to know the day and the hour, maybe the way that you know your physical birthday, but you should be able to look at your life and say, I was going this way, and then the Holy Spirit started blowing me that way. That's repentance. And until or unless you can identify that point, and again, you don't have to know the day and the hour, but you do need to know you've had a spiritual birthday. Because unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. Sirius is a heart attack. Have you been born again? Do you have a spiritual birthday? If you have not yet been born again, you will not enter the kingdom 
of God. I want you to enter the kingdom of God. So I want you to be born again. As a matter of fact, if you've never been born again, if you've never had a work of the Holy Spirit produce spiritual life in you, if all you've done is church in the flesh, baptism in the flesh, confirmation in the flesh, Bible knowledge in the flesh, ministering, pastoring in the flesh, you can be born again right now. As a matter of fact, everybody bow your heads. We're not finished, but this is as good a time as any to be born again. If the Holy Spirit in the last 20 minutes has been blowing on your heart and there is any inclination in you to say, you know what? I've been foolish, disobedient, lost, envious. All of those things are the wind of the Holy Spirit convicting you that you need a savior and you need a spiritual birth. And if you have never in a decisive moment repented of sin, turned from the foolishness, turned from the disobedience and received Christ as savior, you can do that right now. Just open up your heart and say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on that cross. Holy Spirit, thank you for opening my eyes to your goodness and your loving kindness. I've been foolish. Tell him that. I've been disobedient. I'm a slave to my passions and pleasures. And there is nothing I can do in righteousness to wash that away. Would you come and wash me by your blood? Grant me spiritual life. Help me never to be ashamed of you. If you just prayed along with Trent Griffith, if you acknowledge the Lordship of Jesus in your own life for the very first time, let me be the first to welcome you into the family of God. The Holy Spirit is responding right now to your cry for help. And if you would, can you let us know about your new faith? We'd love to pray for you and celebrate your new birth. To do that, just go to harvestgranger.org slash resonate. Toward the bottom of that page, there's a way for you to send us a message. That's also where you can go to listen to today's program or past episodes of Resonate. Again, that's harvestgranger.org slash resonate. And if you just prayed to receive Christ, one of the things that you'll need is to find a solid Bible-believing church home. There are several in the Michiana area, and one of them is a church where Pastor Trent preaches, Harvest Bible Chapel in Granger, Indiana. So if you'd like to visit Harvest for a worship service, just look us up on the website, harvestgranger.org. Click on Worship With Us. 
and that's where you can find information about service times and where to go. Again, that's harvestgranger.org. Well, have you ever heard the expression, being baptized with the Holy Spirit? Well, Pastor Trent will explain what that means on next week's edition of Resonate. Thanks for listening today. I'm Aaron Paulus, and my prayer is that by the regenerating power of the Holy Spirit, God's Word would resonate in your heart and mind this week. Resonate with Trent Griffith is a radio and podcast ministry of Harvest Bible Chapel, Granger. Visit us online at harvestgranger.org.